The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 363 for May 19th, 2013. Google I.O. introduces multiple new products and services. BlackBerry and Nokia each introduce new hardware. And BBM is coming to Android and iOS. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppas. Brought to you each week by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application. Available now for Android and the iOS for $1.99. And first today, Google held its annual I.O. conference this week, kicking things off on Wednesday with a three-hour keynote event. The event announced multiple new products and services and showcased the raging success of the Mountain View company that they've had over the last year. Google first discussed its activations, which have now reached 900 million. Google Play has topped 48 billion app installs, including 2.5 billion in the last month alone. Revenue per user for Android apps is now 2.5 times more than it was a year ago. Now on to services. First up, notification synchronization. Google announced an update to its Google uh, Cloud messaging service. That's the behind-the-scenes push notification system that allows apps to communicate with web services, and even when the app is not up uh, running, they will update it in the background. The new service syncs notifications across devices so that the user uh, will dismiss a notification on one device, and it will be dismissed on an others, such as a tablet as well. The upgraded service now has two-way synchronization, allowing apps to send data upstream from the app to a web service as well. Uh, This is a great feature, I think. I I cannot wait for this to come to iOS because there's so many times when, uh, in fact, I've just, on my iPad, pretty much turned off all the notifications because I'm so sick of just having to clear things out. Yeah, no, it's a huge difference. You know, it's it's obvious uh, with iMessage because those messages or notifications of messages do clear if you read Mm -hmm. them on a different device, so those go away. But everything else, does not and uh, this is an amazing feature I mean it it is very small but it makes for user experience if you have multiple devices just just infinitely better yeah there's uh, there's the same thing you see with mail but mail is kind of a a different animal because it's synchronizing in the background I guess but you know the regular interestingly on the mail application on iOS it it handles it sort of sometimes but on uh, third party apps like uh, like a Gmail application it does not exactly and and lately this week my uh, my mail application on the the iPad and iPhone have not been staying uh, synced up or something I don't know if the push notifications changed or something whatever is going on it's it's not updating. I had a message sitting there for two days unread on my iPad when I had read it on the the, the iPhone, you know, days before. Wow, I, I would maybe see, you know, an hour or two hours, but not two days. That That's not good. But uh, either way, uh, th- this is this announcement here with the, the cloud messaging is is more for the application side. But just think of like if you get notifications on Facebook for, you know, whatever it is, a message or something and you go and handle it, it just goes away on the other one. And that's that's the way it should be. So good news there. Uh, Google then announced its gaming service uh, to compete with Apple's Game Center called Google Play Game Services. The service lets you save your game progress in the cloud and easily enables multiplayer gaming as well. Uh, the service also includes achievements and leaderboards, both globally and among friends in Google Plus circles. Cloud save, achievements, and leaderboards work cross-platform and across Android, iOS, and the web. 
Next, Google launching a new streaming music service poised to compete with uh, RDO and Spotify. Google's Play All Music Access lets you start with any song and automatically build a custom streaming radio station of similar songs. Unwanted songs can be dismissed and reordered. The service is integrated into Google Play Music as Listen Now. The service works on Android phones and tablets across the web and integrates your own music library within the streaming catalog. The service is available immediately for use within the U.S. for $10 a month, and there's a 30-day free trial as well, though users who sign up before June 30th can lock in a special rate of $8 per month. So uh, this one is an interesting one because we've been hearing, too, about iOS and uh, potentially an Apple uh, sort of streaming music type of service as well. Google, of course, comes in, throws this in there, and for you know 8 bucks a month, if you sign up here in the U.S. over the next basically 45 days, you can lock in uh, a rate of $8 a month. Not bad uh, when you talk about these other services that start at $10 a month. And so, um, I, you know, I have not tried it, uh, but those of you who use streaming services, this is probably a good one to check out. And I, I would say, Joey, for 8 bucks a month, it's probably uh, worth worth a user's money if you're listening to a lot of music. Well, give it a try, I suppose. For 8 bucks, uh, why not? No, for free, try it out. Why not? Because there you well, go. Well, yeah, exactly. Free 30 days. Well, then Google announced a new version of the Samsung Galaxy S4 as we transition into hardware here. The stock version of Android 4.2 Jelly Bean is on the device. The phone will be sold unlocked with 16 gigs of memory for $650 beginning on June 26th. It will support T-Mobile and AT&T's networks, including AT&T's LTE network. The Galaxy S4 is Samsung's fastest-selling smartphone. They sold over 6 million units in the first two weeks with an expected 10 million in the first month. What a strange uh, device to have uh, basically a Nexus uh, S4. That's a really, really cool option. You know, I like this. Uh, you know, and I was thinking about this too. If you're a, if you're someone who's going out to buy a device, and especially if you're on one of the legacy AT and T plans, and, and you were thinking about, you know, just staying on that, you don't want to get rid of that. You're, you're quote unquote unlimited. Uh, this is a good way to go for six hundred and fifty dollars. It's not cheap, but this is what you would pay for a, 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 a you know. A basic uh an iphone you know the entry-level iphone 16 gigs is going to be 650 as well and if you're uh, an android fan or even if you're not and you're just feeling that ios is starting to get stale or whatever it's a, it's a great option to go with i i would have a really hard time buying an, a branded device if i had at&t or t-mobile at this point because of this option being out there uh granted it's about twice the price of what the nexus costs but uh it does have the highest specs it's got uh, pretty much uh, guaranteed support here what it appears at least for uh, updates over over time that are going to come out right away and so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty happy to hear this and uh you know i, I like to see this and I'm, I'm glad that overall it's been uh it's been announced in, in here and i think it's going to do uh, very well for them back to software real quick google announced a revamp of its google plus service including 41 separate enhancements and more platform integration the hangouts unified messaging service aimed at unifying google messaging services including google talk google plus hangouts and google messenger the new service is available uh starting this week and and on Google Chrome OS as well uh, as Android and iOS and can be accessed, of course, through the desktop versions of Google Plus and Gmail. Now, the service will allow users to save text and images from all chats conducted across all platforms. Hangouts will allow users to initiate video calls with up to 10 of their friends at the same time and competes directly with Facebook Messenger. Also, support for SMS and outbound calls will be added soon, allowing for additional functionality for those not using one of these applications. Google continuing to 
to, of course, uh, push their Google Plus service and to try and get it into more people's hands and more people using it. And uh, this one's not going away. They're uh, they're really putting a lot into this and, of course, unifying it with some of the other services. So continue to look for more enhancements from Google uh, as we move on. Now, if you're an AT&T customer using an Android device and you want to install and use the new Hangout feature, please note you will not be able to use the video chatting service over the AT&T cellular network. Now, AT&T explaining that customers are free to download any third-party video chat application they wish, and that will work fine over both Wi-Fi and cellular, but apps that come preloaded must be enabled by the developer for use over AT&T's network. Google Hangouts qualifies as a preloaded app because it replaces Google Talk on Android handsets. So what that means is Google Hangouts uh, is uh, does not work because Google has not enabled it, so they say. Now, Google Hangouts for iOS, on the other hand, qualifies as a third-party download on the iPhone and functions properly over AT&T's cellular network. On the navigation side, Google announcing a new version of its Google Maps application for both Android and iOS. The software now dynamically reroutes turn-by-turn driving directions if traffic conditions worsen on the road ahead. The service also shows uh, and lets users see uh, details of alerts or specific traffic-related incidents that might affect a trip. iPad users will also get their own interface coming soon. New versions of the applications will be available this summer. And not to forget about Google Wallet. Google announced that it has integrated Google Wallet with Gmail. This allows wallet users to securely email money directly to anyone who has an email address. Money can be sent for free from a checking account or for low fees from credit or debit cards. The feature is slowly being made available to all Gmail users over the age of 18. Though the feature is primarily aimed at desktop users, money can be emailed from a smartphone and tablet mobile browser version of Google Wallet. So this is uh, great news if you're you know, looking for a competitor to PayPal, I suppose, uh, an easy way to email money to somebody. Jumping into other news this week, Samsung revealing that it is looking ahead at the future of mobile technology and is discussing work on a 5G network technology. The Wall Street Journal reported that Samsung was able to transmit a large amount of data at a higher frequency band, allowing it to send information at speeds that are much faster than today's standards. The company claims the technology is practically without limitation, speeds of up to 1 gigabit per second on the 28 gigahertz frequency range. Samsung said it will use it, that it had used a 64 antenna element to achieve this level, and they estimate that 5G networks will be available by to consumers by 2020, and that eventually the technology could have speeds in the tens of gigabits per second. Market research firm IDC released its quarterly review of the smartphone market, and for the first time, Windows Phone market share has eclipsed BlackBerry. During Q1 2013, Windows Phone devices accounted for 3.2% of all smartphones shipped, while BlackBerry devices made up only 2.9% of the market. It's still a two-horse race, though, between Apple and Google, with Android and iOS making up 92.3% of the market. Android continues to be the dominant global player, with 75% of all smartphones shipped in the first quarter. And as they do each quarter, Fierce Wireless this week analyzed the numbers from Strategy Analytics and posted the results on the top carriers in the U.S. for the previous quarter. In Q1 2013, Verizon remained in the top spot with 116.8 million subscribers. That edged out AT&T's 107.3 million. Both saw healthy growth with Verizon adding just under a million customers and AT&T adding around 300,000. Keeping the third spot, Sprint lost 420,000 users, bringing them to just under 55 million. T-Mobile 
Global finished fourth with a gain of around 600,000, finishing a hair under 34 million. Rounding out the top eight include Clearwire at 9.5 million, MetroPCS at 9 million, US Sailor at 5.7 million, and Leap Wireless at 5.2 million. Slots 9 through 12 belong to Seaspire, ATN, Antelos, and Cincinnati Bell, each with around half a million subscribers. The U.S. Department of Defense has approved the use of iOS 6 devices, signaling a change from the long reign held by BlackBerry with the government. The U.S. DoD currently has about 47, or excuse me, 470,000 BlackBerries in use across its networks, with uh, 41,000 Apple mobile devices and 8,700 Android devices. In the Department of Defense's press release, they said that BlackBerry and Samsung Knox devices have also received similar approval, that meaning BlackBerry 10 devices. The organization does not support however personal phones to connect to the network so this will require the dod to be purchasing other devices but now they can purchase these these devices for use both AT&T and Verizon reported solid interest in their new shared data plans recently. Uh, AT&T said that more than 6.6 million customers, or 9% of its postpaid subscribers, have signed up for mobile share plans. The carrier said that the number of mobile share accounts has reached 2.2 million in the fourth quarter for an average of about three devices per account. Interestingly, AT&T said more than a quarter of mobile share accounts have plans with 10 gigabytes or more of data. So that's a very interesting number. I didn't figure there'd be that many that had that high of numbers. Verizon CFO Fran Shamo said on Tuesday that one-third of its carrier's postpaid customers are now on its Share Everything plans. According to Fierce Wireless, the number is on the increase from last month, with the company's estimated 30% of all postpaid subscribers using shared data plans. Shamo noted that customers on one of Verizon's Share Everything plans generally use more devices, such as, of course, hotspots or tablets. Verizon this week updated its prepaid plans, increasing the amount of data offered in each plan. The new offerings include unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data for $60 a month. That previously only gave you 500 megabytes. For $70, prepaid customers can get unlimited talk, text, and 4 gigs of data, which was previously only 2 gigs. The improved data allotments are available to existing customers now and will be available to new customers beginning on June 6th. And it's interesting they've done this, you know, because uh, Verizon typically is pretty, uh, pretty limited on the prepaid options. They are. And, uh, you know, I think the uh, for those that are looking for them, I think sixty dollars or seventy dollars a month uh, will be will be good options for those that are that are looking for that. Two or four gigs should be just fine if you're on a prepaid plan. Uh, I think most people will be able to get by with two gigs just fine. Sixty bucks a month is a great deal, uh, especially when you consider what it would cost you to get in on uh, one of the plans uh, that would give you two gigs if you were a, a postpaid subscriber. Uh, let's you know, just any Android or iPhone would be forty bucks plus uh, sixty dollars for that two gigs of data. So a hundred dollars versus the sixty, obviously very clear on which one you should choose if you can get by with uh, one of the phones that they offer. So yeah, great news here. And again, new customers, you'll be able to sign up for one of these plans beginning June sixth. Well, a new MVNO called Zact on Monday announced that its new unique offering plans were available. The company offers a range of sizes for voice, text, and data buckets that can be mixed and matched for a user's customized needs. That includes the sharing of a plan between multiple devices for only 5 bucks. The company uses the Sprint 4G LTE network and offers two phones, the LG Viper, which is $400, or the LG Optimus Elite for $200. A never-overpay guarantee automatically bills you only for the cheapest plan that fits your usage, even if you picked a more expensive plan for the month. Example rates include $24.22 for 1 gig of data, $64.31 for 3 gigs, and $5.28 
cents for 1,000 text messages and $9.43 for 500 voice minutes. The company also offers app-specific unlimited data, such as 5 bucks a month for Facebook, a dollar a month for Candy Crush Saga, or $5 a month for maps and navigation. The company also offers parental controls that work directly via the Zact app. Parents can set limits and curfews and even uh, approve contacts. Phones will start shipping in June. Sprint on Friday announcing that it has finalized its purchase of the Spectrum and customers from U.S. Cellular throughout areas of the Midwest. The deal gives Sprint 20 megahertz of Spectrum in Chicago, South Bend, Indiana, and Champaign, Illinois, and another 10 megahertz of Spectrum in St. Louis. The addition of the Spectrum uh, with it, Sprint also gains 420,000 U.S. Cellular subscribers. Sprint and U.S. Cellular notified the subscribers about the transition and it is said to take a few months before it's finally complete. Sprint is offering U.S. Cellular customers a handset and a service plan option from either Sprint, Virgin, Boost, or its Palo brands at little or no cost. Sprint plans to use the newly gained Spectrum to enhance its capacity in those markets. A uh, point of this, though, is to note that uh, the network in Chicago and St. Louis will be shut down over the next few months. So if you are a U.S. Cellular subscriber, you basically have to make a choice here of what you're going to do. Yeah, very quick. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming up, uh, like I said, in the next few months here. So, uh, you know, big news here, though, for them. And, and if you're in these areas, you are uh, essentially either now a Sprint customer or about to be one. T-Mobile on Wednesday announced plans to significantly expand its footprint where it has Metro PCS uh, service offerings uh, and also buy around 100 million uh, pops over the next six quarters. T-Mobile CFO Braxton Carter said that Metro PCS will be expanding to 15 additional major metropolitan areas very quickly, though he did not name markets. Metro PCS executives had previously announced the company would be expanding into the markets of Houston, New Orleans, San Diego, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore. Carter said the expansion will accelerate in the third quarter and throughout early 2014. On to some device news. First up, T-Mobile on Monday confirmed that the price of the Apple iPhone 5 will be raised from the original offering of $100 to $150. Customers will still have the 24 monthly payments, though, of $24 each. Verizon, T-Mobile, and Sprint on Tuesday announced that the BlackBerry Q10 will be available in the coming months. Verizon and T-Mobile said their versions will reach stores in June, while Sprint anticipates the device late summer. Verizon and Sprint did not announce pricing. The T-Mobile said they'll have have the Q10 for $100 plus $20 monthly payments. All three models will come with 4G LTE connectivity. BlackBerry on Tuesday announcing a new mid-range BlackBerry handset with a QWERTY keyboard called the Q5. The device will come in pink, white, black, and red, featuring a 3.1-inch touchscreen, camera, and the BlackBerry 10.1 operating system. The device will come to select markets, including Europe, Asia, and Latin America, beginning in July. No word on when the Q5 will arrive in the U.S. I feel like uh, history's repeating itself here with these models. We've got the all touchscreen model. We've got the uh, regular uh, kind of, uh, you know, QWERTY keyboard, you know, higher end model. And then we've got the low end QWERTY keyboard model. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, I guess we would say the storm, the bold and the curve, I guess, right? Exactly. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, obviously, there are certain people that are going to be going after different devices here. And I can imagine this is going to be a non-contract device in many cases. And so that will offer people to, uh, you know, to pick up a BlackBerry and be able to use it without having to plunk down five to six hundred dollars or euros or what have you. So, uh, you know, good news here. I don't know if this is going to be a big deal for the U.S., though. That said, the Curve was the fastest selling smartphone for many quarters. But that's uh, that ship has sailed, so to speak. And and I, I imagine that, uh, you know, for 200 bucks, you'll go pick yourself up a uh, Q10, uh, you know, if you're looking for the keyboard, of course, 
um, you know, you can you can figure yourself out whatever else you want to do. The Z10 perhaps as well. So Nokia on Tuesday announcing the Lumia 925 to its offering of Windows 8 smartphones. Uh, the uh, many features are shared by the Lumia 920 and 928 uh, in a much thinner and lighter body with an aluminum frame and a removable polycarbonate panel on the back and a glass on the front, of course. The phone is 8.5 millimeters thick with a weight of 4.9 ounces. Nokia said that by adding metal to the external frame, it was able to make improvements to the antenna technology inside the phone. The 925 has an 8.7 megapixel pure view camera with optical image stabilization, dual LED flash, and a wide angle 1.2 megapixel user facing camera. The camera includes improved optics for sharper pictures and new software that allows people to take 10 quick shots and then use Nokia's onboard software to edit them. Other hardware features include a 0.5 inch AMOLED uh, excuse me, 4.5 inch AMOLED display with 1280 by 768 pixel resolution, Bluetooth 3.0, NFC, a 1.5 gigahertz dual core Snapdragon processor, GPS and GLONASS, as well as a 2000 milliamp hour battery. The Lumia 925 reaches European markets in June and will follow in the US later this summer. It will be available by T-Mobile USA, but no word on an exact date or pricing. Sony on Monday announcing the Xperia ZR, its latest rugged and waterproof smartphone capable of filming HD video in water in up to 5 meters of depth. The ZR features a 13 megapixel camera which can capture HDR stills and video. The ZR has a 4.6 inch 720p HD display with Sony Bravia's Engine 2, powered by a 1.5 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon S4 Pro quad-core processor. The ZR has 2 gigs of RAM, NFC, Bluetooth 4, Walkman, and 3D surround sound as well as noise suppression, 8 gigs of internal storage, support for micro SD cards up to 32 gigs, and support for various HSPA Plus and LTE bands. The device will ship for uh, with Android 4.1 Jelly Bean. The Sony Xperia ZR will be available in select markets beginning in the third quarter. Verizon on Monday announcing that its variant of the Samsung Galaxy S4 will be available online and in stores starting on May 23rd. The Galaxy S4 will cost $200 on new contract. ZTE on Wednesday announcing the Grand X2, an Android smartphone with Intel's 2.0 gigahertz Z2580 Atom processor and one gig of RAM. The Grand Z, uh, X2 features a 4.5 inch 720p HD IPS LCD screen, an 8 megapixel camera, and can shoot bursts of up to 24 pictures per second, along with a user facing camera at one megapixel. The Grand X2 includes uh, 8 gigs of onboard storage and supports micro SD cards up to 32 gigs. Battery capacity is 2,000 milliamp hours. The Grand X2 runs Android 4.1 Jelly Bean and is expected to go on sale in select markets during the third quarter. On the software side, Microsoft on Tuesday announcing that it has plans to update its devices running Windows Phone 8 this summer. The update brings back support for FM radios, expands the availability of DataSense to more carriers around the world, and makes it easier to interact with Xbox Music, including pinning to the start screen. The update also brings with it support for CardDAV and CalDAV, both necessary for Google Contacts and calendar syncing. The update will be pushed to the majority of devices that run Windows Phone 8. Timing will depend on region, carrier, and handset. Google on Monday announcing that it is unifying storage across Google Drive, Gmail, and Google Plus Photos to a combined 15 gigabytes. Users needing additional storage will have the option to purchase plans starting at 100 gigabytes for $5 per month. 
Google Apps users will get 30 gigs of unified storage. The unification is expected to roll out over the next few weeks. BlackBerry on Tuesday announcing that the BlackBerry 10.1 operating system will be distributed to the Z10 smartphone beginning this week. International variants will receive the update first, followed by the U.S. variants by the end of May. The update makes it easier to manage hub conversations, personalize notifications, improves image capture with the camera, and provides other bug fixes. The 10.1 update will also enable Skype on BlackBerry Z10 handsets. BlackBerry also announcing a new piece of its BlackBerry Messenger platform called BBM Channels. This acts uh, similar to social networks, allowing users to subscribe to channels which are based on certain topics or brands and receive updates on those channels when they have new content. Users can create their own channels and push updates to select groups of followers or users in a manner similar to Twitter. Look for companies and brands to use channels to connect to fans and customers. And finally, from BlackBerry, after years of being a proprietary service on their own devices, versions of BlackBerry Messenger for both the Android and iOS platforms are coming this summer. Basic messaging and group support will arrive first and other features, including BlackBerry Voice, BlackBerry Video, screen sharing, and the recently announced channels will be added later. I can't believe they did this now, finally, after all these years, back when they could have probably kept people on BlackBerry by getting other people to uh, communicate with them on iOS and Android devices. What, what took them so long? Yeah, it's. I, I thought the same thing. Actually, when I first read it, I was really excited. I thought, "Oh, right, great! This is great. We we'll get BBM finally on iOS." And I thought, "I have nobody to I have nobody to use it with anymore." That's the problem. I mean, that is what really happened. I mean, yes, lots of people were going to move to Android or iOS regardless, but there was a whole other group of people that love their Blackberries. There's still a few out there, and and if they could have used BBM with their iOS and Android friends, they would have kept the blackberry going i think so i think the you know they did announce it but i think they could you know could really build on this with some other things too with you know obviously support for uh you know sending it back and forth with the tablets as well perhaps maybe we'll be able to do that i don't know but uh i'm thinking of this and i i know at at the start it's going to be for iPhones only, if I if I remember reading that correctly, it's not going to be for you know for the iPad, which uh, certainly could uh, that could bring something else out as well, or maybe separate applications for you know Macs and uh, you know PCs and stuff like that. I, I'm just trying to think of different things that they could do that would actually get me inter- more interested in this because again, I was excited when I heard about it because I thought, oh, I've, I've I've long wanted to be able to write to, to BlackBerry folks, but I you just figured it out, right? I mean, you either use text or you use you know some other platform, Twitter, or whatever it is. You just don't need it anymore. Yeah, and of course the 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 people that are on Blackberries keep dwindling. I mean, it's going to take some time for the new operating system to take hold if it does. So it's uh it may be a little too little too late, but of course for the people that are on Blackberry, this is huge news. Yeah, and I think the uh I, I guess if I'm if I'm a Blackberry user right now and I hear this announcement, I think, okay, this is this is great because I'm going to have friends that I'm going to be able to communicate with. And there's probably going to be many, many cases where that's true. And I know there's still a lot of enterprises that are s- still using the legacy Android devices and that's, or excuse me, Blackberry devices. And that's, that's good and that's fine. Uh, but in, in many of those cases, you've got, you know, people that are now carrying multiple devices and again, have figured out other ways to get around this. And it's just, I don't know, BBM is just not really a thing anymore. So uh, really missed the boat on this one, but uh, you know, I guess better late than never. At least it's now available if you want to use it. 
Up in questions and comments this week. First one is a question from Joseph. He says, I have an iPhone 4 running version, uh, firmware version 6.1.3. Uh, I'm fine. I'm having to restart my iPhone many times. In fact, many more than I think I should in order to ca- have my carrier, T-Mobile, show up instead of having the constant message searching and then sometimes no service. I found that the only way to remedy searching or no service is to restart the phone. So far, between April 30th and May 13th, I've had to restart the phone four times. I think this is excessive considering that my feature phone has literally been months since uh, I had to do a restart on it. It's for this reason that my iPhone is not my primary phone since I can't count on it to be available for either incoming or outgoing calls. What also reiterates uh, relates to this problem is I disconnected the phone from the power adapter this morning and immediately I lost 1% of available capacity. Within a half hour, I was down to 80% without doing much of anything. I'm not running any apps on it that should drain power such as Google Maps or Google Search. I'm sort of inclined to think that the searching is rapidly depleting my battery. I can't think of anything else that would do it. Your thoughts are appreciated. Uh, well, Joseph, uh, thanks for your question. Uh, I'm assuming it's an unlocked iPhone uh, that can be used uh, that used to be on a locked carrier such as AT&T. Uh, again, assuming that I suppose it could be, um, you know, one that you recently purchased from, uh, you know, from T-Mobile, though. Um, I'm trying to think, think are, they are selling the fours, aren't they? they, they I went think all the they way are. The yeah, yeah, I believe they are. Um, but uh, definitely shouldn't matter either way if you had it officially unlocked, uh, you know, through using one of the sanctioned uh, service that goes through iTunes. It really shouldn't matter. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly there could be some hiccup there in how it was unlocked. And, and perhaps the phone itself uh, needs to be, you know, to have some sort of you know, power uh, or, uh, I guess reset cycle is the best way to put it. Uh, blow it away and start over. Um, that said, I did find a step-by-step online um, that a T-Mobile tech had actually posted on how to do it. And basically, it went through, and it, it, it was a series of steps. And I'm not going to go through them all here because I already sent them to Joseph, and he wrote back and said, no, it didn't work. I'm still having the problem. Um, and uh, so, but but essentially, it was like, you know, turning off roaming and cellular data networking and turning it back on and stuff like that. But uh, uh, basically, what, what I want to do is I want to ask on the show if anyone has, has had an issue like this with T-Mobile and uh, if you have a good answer for us here. Because because obviously this is a real pain for Joseph and we want to see if we can figure out a reason why his phone keeps losing service. Yeah, that is not good, uh, especially because that, yeah, the indications of it dropping uh, battery life real quick is that it's searching and that it's having trouble locking onto signal. So my first you know, gut feel is that the hardware may actually be defective. I'm not sure what the history of this particular device is. But uh, it may actually be wise to uh, see if Apple could actually check it out and see if the antenna is reading properly, uh, because I know they can look at that, uh, the signal strength. And just like what I had, uh, I had a Nexus S that had a a bad internal antenna connection, or was it actually may have been a bold. Whatever phone I had had an (laughs) issue with the antenna, and that's the symptoms that I noticed were the uh, battery life and, you know, poor signal quality. And that's interesting too. Uh, you know, to your to your question here about the the signal strength, uh, or excuse me, the battery life in in relation there. Certainly, if it is searching or no service, yeah, I mean that that absolutely is going to cause you some issues. Uh, to Joey's point, if it's if it's something that is constant, uh, you know, you are going to see. You know, even if it is showing signal in certain places, maybe it's not strong enough signal, and it's going to have to use more power to to keep that signal hooked in. Um, you know, but uh, I would also state that, you know, if you are, if, if it is unrelated to this, 
Um, you know, Joey and I had a, an interesting side conversation about uh, battery life on our iPads, and we both saw that we were we were dropping much quicker than we used to, and so uh, it came down to uh, really just doing a basically a full drain and recharge to kind of reset the calibration of the battery indicator. So uh, if you are if we do get this all sorted out and you're still seeing a you know a high amount of battery drain, or maybe just in general you're seeing a high amount of battery drain, just try that out. Um, and uh, Joey, you confirmed that it, that did work for you. In fact, I think it was one o'clock on Friday afternoon, and you were still at a hundred percent. And I, that's that's just amazing. Exactly. Whereas the you know the the, the day before I was at eighty uh, percent within about forty minutes of using the device. Yeah. So certainly there can be there could be things on there that are that are pulling you know pulling down the you know the the juice on it you know whether it's a process running in the background or whatever but uh, a lot of times too that just the, the calibration of the indicator can get off and uh, there's a couple of things that happen when you run it all the way down first off it runs the battery all the way down so it gets down to zero and it knows where its true zero is but then it also essentially loses uh, loses power and so it kind of does a reset of the device uh, so to speak not a not a hard reset where you're losing data but like you know a, a, a battery pull so to speak and sometimes that can solve other issues as well so there's there's a few good reasons to do that so so if you're experiencing bad uh, bad battery for some reason, give it a shot. You know, try running your battery all the way down and charging it back up. In fact, I did that with my iPad today. So hopefully, I will see uh, I will see some enhancements from that uh, from that uh, process as well. Next up is a question from John. He says, "I have a question and dilemma. I'm off contract with Verizon Wireless, but I need to upgrade or switch. I'm in rural Iowa, so it's Verizon Towers only." Are the iPhone 5s the same on Verizon as they are on Straight Talk, minus the 4G, which is super limited here anyway? Should I stay with Verizon or make the switch to Straight Talk? I would use less than two gigs of data, so unlimited is not a problem. Thanks, John. Well, uh, John, you know, first off, in most cases, I would tell you to check out Straight Talk right away and, and uh, you know, save some money if you can there. However, um, being in rural Iowa, you know, Straight Talk, uh, that's going to be either Verizon, excuse me, AT&T or T-Mobile. That's not for Verizon. So uh, I would stick with Verizon if I were you, especially if you know that that's where the uh, that's where the towers are going to, uh, you know, to be the best. Now, if you do want to save some money and you want to get yourself an iPhone and, and you can figure that out, uh, you know, check out that, you know, we just talked about it earlier. The prepaid plans that Verizon is offering here now are very good. So for, you know, especially for two gigs for 60 bucks, that would uh, that would be a good a good option for you. So, but uh, I don't know if you know Verizon works well. I would probably stick with them. Uh, it's 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 going to be, I think, your probably your best choice. Well, you know, Straight Talk does use Verizon network, so I'm not sure. You know, in, in certain devices, I, I know that the uh, you know the home uh, the home the the box that I installed for my grandma uses the Verizon network, and I'm not uh, I'm not entirely sure if the if the iPhone five is a GSM or CDMA model that they sell. Okay, so 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 correct me if I'm wrong here. You're telling me that Straight Talk does offer Verizon in certain areas because I thought you only had the the option to choose from uh, AT and T or T Mobile with those. Well, those are the SIM cards they sell. So they've got uh, you know I don't know if they're selling CDMA iPhones or if they're actually GSM iPhones. Okay, all right. So if I go and, and shop for a phone. Uh, let's see, let's find a, uh, let's find an Iowa zip code. So let's try Iowa city, Iowa. And uh, what we're going to do, I'll do this just right on the show as we're looking at it here. So, um, <clears throat> the, uh, so I need a zip code here. Zip code. I think, so what I, what I'm trying to figure out here is if that's, okay, so I've got one here and, uh, we do a search here. Now, if I buy one of their phones, they're, they're going to say, um, they're going to offer me, I think, what service I want to go to. So if I choose the iPhone 5, 
then I'm going to see it. select the phone and I have two options for it. I can either buy the uh, unlimited plan or unlimited international. Okay. So I'll buy the, the regular plan. And, uh, so what I'm, you're to the point here, it doesn't actually say what you're getting, but it is going to sell me a phone for this area. Now, granted, I picked a major city in, uh, Iowa, so maybe that's different, but I don't know. I'm, this this one I'm I'm not entirely sure about because again I'm this with the SIM cards like you mentioned it's either Verizon or excuse me AT and T or T Mobile but uh, for this I mean they are they're they're selling an, an iPhone five sixteen gigabyte uh, it doesn't list the specs though of course so really not real easy to nope E Video Rev A and uh, Rev B so um, so there you go so it actually this one does include CDMA in it now what does that mean though does that mean it's actually using it I don't know that's what I can't tell but it does have it available in it so. I don't know, Joey, still with the recommendation here, um, you know, maybe, maybe grab a SIM card, try it out, see if it, and I wouldn't be a SIM card though, would it? Cause no, it's, it's it wouldn't. Fun. It's just, you'd just get, get it and try it. I suppose it probably is going to be using uh, Verizon's towers because, uh, you know, if it is a CDMA device, it looks like. So I think that's probably a, a safe assumption. Interesting. Well, here's uh, here's what I can tell you too. They have uh, you can email or call their customer service as well, and uh, hopefully they'd be able to tell you uh, you know give you some information on that. So um, it, you're you're probably right though, Joey. It probably if they're going to sell it to you in the area, it's probably going to work on Verizon. So there you go. So I'm uh, I stand corrected here. So uh, next one here is a, a comment from Paul. He says I seem to remember hearing in podcast 362 that only AT and T offered rollover minutes in the U S. and no one had rollover data here in New Zealand a carrier called two degrees owned by us trilogy uh now it does offer both rollover minutes and data on postpaid plans and rollover minutes on their 19 dollars month per month prepaid plans so guys move down here if you want rollover minutes and data keep up the good work and i enjoy my my weekly fix of the junkie regards paul yes uh well good to know i guess if i ever find myself in new zealand uh you know that two degrees would actually get me that uh that rollover data that i desire that's cool and and at least somebody's doing it which means maybe it'll catch on uh, maybe i mean certainly I, I would imagine that you know we it'd be really hard for a carrier to anticipate the needs if you, you're just talking about a rollover here so uh, or, and the amount of data that you have it um you know but i guess they figured it out with the capacity on voice but then again who not many people are uh the, the number of minutes has kind of peaked i think for voice and as we're moving to a more data centric world here finally today a question from jacob he says mickey and joey was curious is it possible to gain root access to a phone so much to the point where i can completely remove anything google from a phone i figure this would be have to be done on an android phone based on the open nature of the of the os uh, any chance to jailbreak an iphone and do something similar thanks for all you do jacob well uh, jacob on android uh, there are apps out there that can remove the apps that are made by Google. Uh, one example is one called Android Uninstall, uh, and uh, that looks like it would be able to to pull all the stuff uh, off of there. Actually, it's it's Android Uninstall, but it's also uh, known as Root App Delete. And also, when when you when you start off with an Android device, if you don't sign into the Google service when you first set it up, basically, it it doesn't have anything to do with Google at that point. Um, so it actually is kind of nice actually out of the box that way. Uh, you can also go into the application things and disable all those applications also, uh, from running, um, you know, if, instead of uninstalling, which sometimes you can, sometimes you can, uh, if you've got ice cream sandwich and further, you can actually uninstall most applications or disable them to keep them from running. Um, but if you sign out of that in, in the, the sync 
the sync Google sync settings, you know, that'll pretty much take care of it. Or if you want to get really crazy, you install CyanogenMod, then then those applications actually aren't in there from the start either. So you actually have to go back in and, and, and install the Google applications. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you could do it. So to, uh, to answer it on the Android side, yes, you, you absolutely could do that and, and remove those if, uh, you know, the ones that you don't want. Um, you know, and removing them from the iOS, um, you know, if you want to change your default search to Safari, um, you can do that. But there's not actually that much to remove. Um, so again, if you if you want to do Yahoo or Bing, go to Settings, Safari, and then choose either uh, either of those as your search engine. Um, but I don't think there's any other traces of Google uh, on an iPhone at this point because they're not shipping it with uh, with YouTube anymore. Yeah, not no uh, Google Maps, no YouTube. Right. There really isn't any part of Google on iOS right now by uh, via stock. I mean, even the, the the you know the default weather app is a Yahoo based thing. So um, I, you're actually probably pretty safe there as far as uh, Google goes. Yeah, so it's there's not a whole lot that you have to do there. Um, you know, so n- really nothing to jailbreak. I guess you know again, you, if you have a problem with the searching uh, from Safari, then you know perhaps uh, you know go in and change that, and then you're good there. Yeah, and I, and I suppose if you're you know concerned about monitoring, tracking, privacy, or whatever, I'd actually recommend an Android device uh, with turning all the Google services off. You will be more uh, you know private than you would be if you went with an iOS device. And so, okay, so that's an interesting point. But uh, why, explain kind of why you say that. Like, what 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 about that uh, makes you say that? The reason is because, as I said, you can actually disable all of the services and log out of uh, Gmail, and, and, and there's lots of checkboxes, you know, secure this, privatize this, don't allow this, uh, that you have in Android that you do not have available for you in iOS. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's that's a fair point, and I think if you're if you're someone who's very concerned about that stuff, then this is this is the things that you're going to be looking for. So, uh, good recommendation there. If we have any questions or comments for us, you can get in touch with us by sending us email to questions at the cell phone dot com or giving us a call two zero six two zero three three seven three four, and we'll get your question or comments on a future show. Joey, thank you very much as always for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.